What's up, everybody? You're back with The Chosen Con. And today in the studio, we have my good friend from Warrior Beard Care, Mr. Harj Panasar. That's hey, it? hey. That's that properly? Yeah, you got it. Okay, thank God, bro. But what is your <laughs> real full name? It's Harjot. Harjot Panasar. Yeah. Actually, funny thing about my name is it's spelled very unusually. Uh, it's H-A-R-J-O-T-E. Yeah. Uh, I guess a dispute between my dad and my mom, and my dad wanted an E, and it's on my birth certificate, but that's not how I usually spell my name. It's without the E, so... The E is silent. Yeah, but I just go by Harj, because nobody can pronounce my name. Yeah, man, the world we live in, because I used to go by Abu, and I was like, for God's sakes, white person, you are going to say my name properly. <laughs> you mean you're going to say it. And then after a while, they're like, hey, Abu Bakr, that's a really nice name. Yeah, like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> But uh, yeah, so man, I'm glad you're in the studio today. Thank you. I uh, wanted to talk about everything that you've been doing, yeah. uh, how Warrior Beard Care came to fruition, your life journey. Uh, but first and foremost, I wanted to, I guess, begin with where, where are you from? I was born and raised in Richmond, actually. Oh, God. Where did yeah. you go to school? <laughs> I went to, so I went to Tate for my elementary school and Canby for high school. Got it. And your family, again, from India. So we, the whole immigrant story type of thing. It was right? cool, actually. So my, my uh, dad lived here. Um, and then, you know, the whole, um, you see a picture, oh no, I want to marry her. And then my mom came down, they lived in Vancouver for a short while. Then they went to Williams Lake, oh. worked in the mines for a while, but then the mines went on strike. So my dad sold the house that he bought, came to Surrey, lived in a basement for a while, came to Richmond, built a house. And that was the year that I was born. So house is 24 years old. Dude, kudos to you, man. Not a lot of people can really, I guess, dive into their parents, I guess, brief history in a sense so uh willingly mm. like a lot of people it's like i, I asked them these different questions yeah, and then yeah. they start thinking about it. oh yeah that happened but you actually you know oh yeah i asked right? them. like it, that's that's sweet so yeah. what's it like when you ask them uh you know what it, in the beginning when i was growing up i didn't ask a lot of questions but then i started becoming more curious and i was just like you know what what were my grandparents doing like what did they do in india i've i've been before but i don't remember it like too much so i asked them you know from time to time we we're all hanging out mm -hmm. and um, we just got into the discussion and they're they're willing to talk about it they're really happy to talk about it and like uh, i talked to my brothers about it as well we just talk as a family and it's really cool and you're the youngest of the siblings I am. so yeah. you have three siblings there's three of you yeah yeah that's cool man cuz you're being inquisitive you're curious yeah i find a lot of the times it just starts with one person asking the right question. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Right. And then they all just open up. Yeah. My God, he actually cares. <laughs> right. Is that what, what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's cool. So you had, I guess, you know, a little bit about your family background. Yeah. Um, today, I didn't even want to just dive into your whole family history. I wanted to try something different today. Yeah, sure. I wanted to, I guess, see what you're interested in, man. What mm -hmm. you're passionate about. Because how old are you, if you mind me I'm asking? I'm 24. You're, me and you are the same age. Yeah. I finally turned 24 too yeah, now, yeah. man. <laughs> We're at that age and I wanted to just have like a a healthy conversation with some of my age about things i guess that are affecting us in the community oh, absolutely. do you get what i'm saying oh yeah for sure right let's do uh, it so first and foremost let's talk about warrior beard care sure um, what is warrior beard care all right so warrior beard care uh basically my brother and i had started this uh, october of last year but that's when we launched the company mm -hmm. we started you know basically a few years back and we he started the company initially thinking about the idea and brought me on mm -hmm. uh, but what it is is first of all it's a uh, beard care company and what it does is it focuses on men uh, that have beards and to kind of treat their beards and treat themselves mm -hmm. uh, but what it also is is uh, a way for us to help the community because uh, one thing that I've always wanted to do my whole life and every time I journal I always write I want to help people I want to help people I don't know how to do it 
it's a way for me and him to basically help the community in ways where we're helping the youth and we're showing them that there's more to life than what is, uh, you know, what they may think that there is, you mm -hmm. know, like two guys like us where we don't look like we would be able to uh, do something as we've done. You know, if we walk down the street and you see us together, you're going to be like, who are these thugs? But, yeah, you know, right, we're just people... these gentle guys and we're just doing this business. And... Do you have, have you ever gotten that? Like where people are just like, oh, look at these two big guys. I don't, we don't walk together a whole lot. It's <laughs> probably because of that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, but like when I'm when I'm by myself, yeah. uh, I, I do get the feeling that people are looking at me like, who's this guy? This is a big beard, this mm -hmm. and that. But then they hear my voice and all of a sudden they're just like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like he's a very, you yeah. know, he's a, he's a good guy. You were talking about this even off the record about all the customer service and everything that you've done. Mm prior to that yeah right so what was that like like <laughs> um it was good I, I always have an act for uh communication so mm -hmm. that's one of my my skills for sure um but i've always worked in sales roles or customer service so i've developed that skill mm -hmm. uh, very articulate when i talk because i've worked on that um but well, when did it all begin uh <laughs> it actually started with sook uh he used to work at a mall security and he got me a job at source by circuit city yeah and uh it started there i worked at sales i was really young at that point and um how old do you think you were <laughs> i think i was like 16 yeah. but i looked like i was 19 20 probably like 20 some stubble you had a beard then. <laughs> goatee yeah oh god oh <laughs> yeah god. it was good it was good but yeah. um but yeah i started there and then i i enjoyed the sales part of it uh and then i kind of moved over and i did some marketing uh companies like i've worked from uh, companies where I've uh, been a representative for like Samsung or like selling tablets or TVs and stuff like that. Worked at Best Buy for a while and I enjoyed that as well. And like, yeah, it's just like different companies where I'm able to practice my customer experience. And have you, can you give us some customer experience horror stories? Do you have any? Oh yeah. Oh, oh of man. course. Give us some, give us some. You don't have to tell no names or nothing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but well, like what's one that you, you're just like right at the top of your head. You're like, man, I remember this time and it really, it really tested my patience. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to go into a patience one. Okay. So this one is for all those people out there that have those uh, grandparents or parents where they're very technological, you know, they have a problem with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, they're not tech savvy. Yeah, they're not tech savvy. So basically, I used to work for a company where I would uh, help with IT support over the phone. And um, there were countless times where I would spend a good 30 minutes talking to the client. And all it was was for them to turn on the TV and get it going. Yeah. And, oh, man, it was very frustrating because... I swear, one time someone took their phone from their uh, hand and started dialing like as it was a remote and I was like sir sir please stop come back on the phone oh, <laughs> how old is this, this, this person must have been really old it was yeah you'd be surprised there are some people that are not so old that yeah. are still not tech savvy so <laughs> there's definitely some stories there with patients testing it but man was I happy to go through those experiences and learn patience because I learned it and I was able to go forward with that skill and like just be able to, you know, deal with that. You have to cope with that because you're at work eight hours a day. You yeah. have to learn how to be patient and you kind of take that skill forward. So I was really glad. That's a huge skill to learn at a young age. It, it hasn't really hit me. It hadn't really hit me, sorry, till right now that, you know, these customer service jobs, like mm -hmm. you really do learn a lot about yeah. communication because at the end of the day, you, you're, but the thing is the customer is always right in a sense. Yeah. So are there times where some people have just been really mean to you? Oh, absolutely. Well, what's happened with that? Um, all right. So I, I've become a master de-escalator, I could yeah. say that. But before you were a master de-escalator, okay, okay. what are some... Do you remember anything that happened where you're like, oh, crap, like it just escalated? 
Uh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, I remember I was working in a store and, um, <laughs> oh man, I can't remember. I can't believe I remember this. Yeah. Uh, someone came in and they were so mad because uh, I think a shoe had broken and they wanted to be compensated for the shoes as well as the gas that they put in to come back to the store. Wow. And I was like just freaking out. I was just like, I don't know what to do. What's just going on? I called my manager. I was like... Oh, man, I was like on the back almost in tears. I was like, I was yelling was at attacking me. you, yeah. Yeah, and I was just, you know, from there, I, you know, they talked to me. I had a great manager at the time. And they were just like, look, like, you're going to ha have this happen, but you need to learn how to cope with it and let it out. You know, don't keep it in. But, you know, this is going to happen. And people are like this, and you have mm -hmm. to learn how to deal with it. <laughs> Isn't that weird, man? That, like, they come and they they attack you. <laughs> for something you had no control of yeah no it's right? it's 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 really weird um but uh, what as i kind of got older i started learning a lot about personal development and i learned that people are people in general are very reactive mm -hmm. reactive to to things and uh, things that happen in their life yeah so you know just one day someone might be driving a car someone cuts them off and they're like oh so angry and then something else happens and then they get more angry and then they come to you and they're like why is my shoes broken and i want my get you know it's just they let it all out but they just don't want to cope with their emotions so yeah i i rather than being reactive i learned to be proactive with situations so i learned how to rather uh you know let my emotions out i, I i'm able to be more like i'm saying patient and deal with the situation in, in, like a normal person would you're yeah. more controlled, man. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because this is a, a conversation we've had prior. Yeah. It's that a lot of people, they bottle their emotions, mm. right? And then w there's that one incident where it's like a guy like you, just mm -hmm. good old hard with his yeah. goatee it is there. <laughs> and then someone comes and explodes on yeah. you. Yeah. I think that's so common in our in the, in the place that we live in, in our community. Yeah. Right. So you, you've seen that and your, your manager, you said, told you don't bottle it up. Mm -hmm. So did you, once that happened, did you... You, ha you haven't bottled anything up since then? No, I did not take his advice. I was totally oh. <laughs> too young to even understand. But later on in my life, I did learn how to do that because um, I, I, there was basically a time in my life where I was near having a panic attack. There was a lot of things kind of happening with mm -hmm. me. It was school, work, and I was just like, I was just freaking out. And so uh, luckily I have great friends and they were helping me to get, get through it. But one day I just exploded I let everything out my friend. He looked at me with his eyes like, whoa, what's going on here? He was just like, you know, what's going on? And so um, from there, I felt really good. And so I was like, all right, this is, I need to do this moving forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This needs to be, I need to talk way more. And so I even talked to my friends about it afterwards and they told me, they're like, yeah, man, I feel like you bottle stuff up. Like, you know, you need to let it out. And from that, I feel, I, th I think they learned something from it too, because we have a really healthy communication. I have a group of f five friends that I'm able to really like talk to yeah. uh, really closely with. And I'm really glad that I, I can. Yeah. That's cool, man, because there's a lot of kids that, again, don't have that support system. Yeah. Right. And the fact that you have a beard as an example, <laughs> right, the manliest thing, there's that whole misconception that if you're a man, you don't talk about mm -hmm. what you're going through. But it's like no man, no man, like real men actually do talk yeah. about what's happening. Oh, yeah. Right, so you stop bothering your emotions. Then, yeah. um, anything else uh, happened while you were at these customer service jobs? Like, um, what would you say? Like any other learning learning uh, experience that you had? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, not just the negatives, but I've had a lot of positive experiences as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I've learned that genuinely, people are good people. Um, I've had a lot of great conversations, and I learned about myself in that uh, when I help people and when I have a great conversation with people. 
I am very motivated to keep moving forward from there. And yeah. I've learned that, like I said, people are, are generally good inside. Uh, you just got to dig past whatever is going on in their life. You know, it's like if you take just 10 minutes and just have a conversation with someone that's like angry, because like I said, I, I de-escalate clients. Yeah. First thing you want to do is you want to, first of all, address the concern. What's going on? You know, like, why are you so angry? If it is a reasonable concern to let them know you can help them out. Uh, and then from there, you just kind of start picking away and, you know, uh, lower their guard. And they always have this guard up and you got to just chip away and chip away until eventually, you know, most of my calls end in us laughing at me and like, you know what, thank you so much for like, for helping me out. I appreciate it, Harge, and have yourself a great day. And I'm like, you too, you know, and I love that. I get so motivated by Dude, that. Dude, this is just right now, it's just crazy because I deal with so many customer service guys on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny you say this because I remember when I was younger, I'd be getting angry. Yeah. I'd be like, yo man, look, this is happening. And I'd get angry and nothing would happen. Mm. And then I'd feel, you'd feel bad. Yeah. Like I just got mad at this person yeah, and they're yeah. still so calm. Yeah. Cause if they started getting mad back at you, that's when it keeps going oh, back, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. If you started swearing at me or whatever it may be then, yeah. but once I, what I realized was as I got older, was that anytime I call someone, like let's say after I'm gonna call Brown Social House yeah. uh, uh, for a dinner reservation, yeah. I call and I say, hey, how are you doing? And and they're first of all, they're confused because yeah. I'm not just saying, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. Just I'm actually like, no, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And I ask a second time <laughs> and they answer, oh, I'm doing, oh, thank you, <laughs> right? And then it automatically just changes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If someone called you, what would that, if I called you and said that, like, how, how would that feel for you? Like when someone actually calls you and humanizes you? Oh, I love it. It's yeah. always, you know, what's funny is it's always the older people. It's always the people that are like, you know, you can tell that um, you can hear him and his wife joking around in the background and they're like totally just like joking around with you too. And it's just like, you have so much fun with them. Like sometimes I got like people on speakerphone and I'm just like joking with both of them. And it, it, it makes me so happy. Like, I love it. <laughs> That's yes. a human experience, man. Like, <laughs> No, it's true. It's because also... When you think about it, they can't see you. Yeah. And so when someone can't see you, it's easier for them to, I guess, dehumanize oh, you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? It's easier for them to put all, all their anger and yeah. all of that. That's that's cool because I've been recently looking into a lot of kids' help phones, mm -hmm. things like that. And I find like I've become a help phone in yeah, a sense. Yeah. I get phone calls and yeah. things like that. And again, it's just like breaking that barrier, like you said, man. Mm -hmm. That's such a powerful, uh, yeah. I guess, tool. Yeah. Being able to understand that. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah, man, so that's... I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting that for sure. And you've been doing call centers for how long? Uh, call center for uh, probably about two, three years, but just customer service in general, is probably like six plus years now. Yeah. And so when you learn all these skills that you learn from uh, the customer service and call centers, they've just been applying to your life, huh? Oh like yeah, just been, absolutely. What's that been like? Like when are moments, sorry, that you utilize the things that you've learned? Mm -hmm. Like, let's say maybe you're having a conversation with a guy and he's pissed at you or your dad or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it happened the biggest skill that I've probably learned, uh, it's not communication, but active listening, uh, that one's huge. And I feel like I apply that all the time, uh, especially when I'm talking with like my brothers or my friends or, uh, even my mom and like, you know, just the fact that some people don't want you to solve their problems. They just want to be heard. And, uh, you know, me and my friends, we support each other. And so when we're talking, you know, we're sitting there and we're just, you know, you're listening and you're just understanding what they're going through. And people can usually get through their own problems if they just talk about it. They can figure out what they need to do if they just, at the end of the day, they're just talking and like, oh, you know what? I feel this way about this, but I didn't even know it until I said it. And you're just sitting there being the other person saying, yeah, I get it. You know, you're just a mirror, dude. That's, that's yeah. very deep. Mm -hmm. That's very deep. Yeah. Because you're right. A lot of the times you, we want to give you a solution, mm -hmm. but you already have the answer to your own problems. Absolutely. 
I think you have a lot of solutions to your own problems if you just look within rather than looking outside of yourself. You know, as meditation, you can solve a lot of problems with that too. You just have to calm your mind and a solution will come to you. (laughs) That's very true. When did you start journaling? You were saying that earlier. Uh, Probably when I was like 19, 18. One of my brothers, he uh, got me into... um, uh, Tony Robbins is one person that I love uh, mm-hmm. watching and reading about. Robin Sharma r- originally got yeah. me into he it. He made the the book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. First book I ever yeah. read where it got me started, changed my perspective. Next book I read was How to Win Friends and Influence People. Dale like Carnegie. Yeah. yeah. And so um, after that, I started journaling and I found that it was really helpful. Um, just to, you know, you're talking to yourself. It's really it. You know, vlogging is the same way. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and some people do that and don't ever, ever actually release it. But journaling is like a conversation with yourself. And I love that because um, I find myself to be a very positive person. So if I just journal, I find to motivate myself. It's great. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you talked about the active listening and journaling is actively listening to yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Isn't that powerful though? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> right, you know, it's crazy you're saying this because I had a, a speaking engagement in the morning with a bunch of uh, kids at this mosque. Yeah. And I was talking to them and there, there was the imam, the religious leader there as well. And I was telling the kids, I'm like, look man, listening is crucial. Yeah. Truly just listen to people. Yeah. Uh, and then the imam, he said the same thing afterwards. He gave me some examples from like Islam. And I was like, man, no matter where you look, you're going to keep finding that yeah. the greatest people. He said this. He said that the people used to think that if you listen so much, you're not a leader. Mm. They thought the people that are leaders are like the Trumps. Like it's talk, 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 talk. That's but a big the, misconception for sure. Yeah. But the yeah. true leaders are the ones that observe, yeah. listen, yeah. and then give yeah. feedback. Absolutely. And usually when you're listening, you're not really saying anything new. You're just bouncing back with they already said to you oh yeah for sure would you agree yeah and at the end of it i will you know I'll, i like to be the last person to speak just because i like to get that word in and kind of settle whatever we're talking about but i like to just bounce back well you said this you reiterated this 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 and that this is what i think we should do everyone usually agrees because i'm just saying <laughs> what they said and it just it just summarize it and they're like yeah that's you know that sounds good <laughs> you know it's funny is i think nelson mandela he uh he was living with this other man it was in his father he was living with this other guy he was a prominent figure mm. And in his book, I haven't talked about this in so long, but in his book, the, the, the father figure for him, he was the basically like the leader of like the whole tribe. And I don't want to mess this up, but he was like the leader. And he would speak last. Yeah. All these people would come to him. He would just sit there and they just keep talking. All And then at the end, like what you're saying, he would yeah. finally speak. Yeah. How how powerful is that though, man? Right? <laughs> I You know, it just comes naturally to me. I don't know why. I well, just you, it doesn't, it seems like because you've had so much practice. Yeah. You've probably put in over five, six thousand hours yeah. through the call centers and uh, through all, all the work that you've yeah. been doing. Yeah. Right? Like you're a phenomenal active listener. Yeah. It's something that's lacking in our community. Oh, for sure. Right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, if people just listened more and were able to open up and weren't so busy, there would be a lot less problems, I think. I mean, I don't want to simple make it too simple. No, like, I agree with you. It's obviously not that simple. But I actually think it is that simple. Yeah. <laughs> because if you look at it as an example, when I went to India, I found that, so the British, when they came, they could, there was that language barrier. Yeah. And so they, they just saw these Indians uh, basically doing this stuff and they didn't understand what they were doing. Mm. So they didn't know how deep it was, this cultural stuff that they had been doing for thousands. They didn't understand. Yeah. And that's why they're like, you know what, we're going to, I guess we have to lead them. Yeah. We got to take, we got to save them. Mm. But if they had been able to have a conversation, yeah. if they had listened to, yeah, yeah. to them, it would have easily, you mean like, you're right. The world we live in right now, when someone has a problem, it's like, we can't, it's so hard to get both sides in the room. Oh yeah. 
absolutely. To hear each other, <laughs> you know, really hear each other, it's hard. Because <laughs> you're already pissed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Has there ever been a time where you're just already pissed and you're... Because this used to happen to me a lot, but I wanted to see your feedback. Oh, where you're just pissed. Yeah. And maybe your brother's pissed. Have you ever gone to, got into it with your brother? When we were younger, we used to. Yeah. Not so much now. Or I mean, like... Uh, when we were young, it was we were very different. Yeah. We never used to be like we're business partners now. But before it was like he he. I have two older brothers, so they're a year apart. So used they used to hang out, mm -hmm. and I used to be secluded. So I made friends on my own, and so they used to not involve me in things. And I used to be like, oh, I you know I hate you. You're younger by how much? Like uh, how so years? the seven years basically. It's Got huge, it. Yeah. So yeah. there was a big gap. Um, so basically, um, yeah, it was like. You know, younger when we were younger, we had that issue, but now it's easier for us to talk to each other. But there are times, you know, there's going to be times when there's a lot going on in both of our lives and we don't communicate things. But at the end of the day, we usually get it out. So you talked about your business contract with your brother. Yeah. It's funny you brought that up because me and Luke actually went and we did a contract. Yeah. And uh, you have to listen to one another in that. <laughs> what, what was your experience like when you and your brother, or like, how did that go down? Because brothers don't, especially in our community, it's like, ah, oh, we're brothers. We don't need to do anything. Yeah. But it's like, no, you should put things in paper yeah. uh, and writing. So what happened? Uh, well, you know what? I, I'm very easygoing and Sook is very practical and operational mindset. So when he brought up the idea, I was like, it's true. We do need that. So it was there was no issue at all. It was just, you know, it's kind of a conversation that we had. And he was just like, you know, we should have this uh just just in case and i was like yeah you're right so we set up a time and basically met with a lawyer and got mm -hmm. that done and it and was pretty straightforward it was <laughs> yeah. yeah there was nothing difficult about it <laughs> what about the convert did the lawyer ask what if one of you dies oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at each other like oh, oh y'all can get oh crap you right the, the, what happened when that happened what, what was going on in your mind i want to get your feedback uh it wasn't anything really yeah. i mean it, it, practicality i mean it could happen right 100%. so you so you got to have that conversation um just like how a parent's got to have a conversation about a will you, know, you got to talk about those things because it, it it's it's almost irresponsible not to because if you don't take care of those things and that happens then you're out of this world say for example and the other person is left with all these duties and so it's like it's you know it's just, it was simple as that it was just it wasn't a hard conversation to have i mean obviously it was talking about death but mm. um but we we got through it and it was uh you know at the end of it we felt more comfortable because we were like we have this in place just in case in the long run man yeah. you're putting in that short-term hard work yeah. of having that difficult conversation mm -hmm. because i find uh, a lot of people we talk about disputes a lot of people it's it's a lot of land disputes yeah. or whatever it may be and it's because there was no will put in place mm -hmm. right it's kind of like, i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that like yeah. uh, like so with someone else's money or this is mine this is mine but it's like if they had done the work yeah. and put in the will yeah. or uh, put in a contract or whatever it may be things would have gone so much easier in the long run because you can always go back to that piece of paper yeah when me and luke did it it was like uh it's awkward at first because you're like sitting there and you're like, so what happens if basically this party wants to leave? And I'm like, and you're and you're just like, wait, is he trying to leave? Yeah, yeah. It's such a weird, you're like, what, what you mean? Don't screw me, man. Yeah. Like, that's, Luke, don't do it. Yeah, like, but that's how it's like. You're like, yeah, oh yeah. God, because you never think about that. Yeah. But so when you think about it, then you can be more calm and level headed. Absolutely. Right. I think a lot of people need to start doing that a lot more as well in our community. Oh, for sure. Whenever we go into like a, a meeting with someone or we uh, have another party that we're going to go into do business with, we always create a contract. It's it's just, you got to do it. You should have that in writing and you should know if this situation happens, what's going to happen, have it set in stone, explain it and, uh, you know, make sure both parties are aware of that. And that's, that's interesting too, because look, that professionalism that you're talking about, yeah. again, it's not very prevalent in our community. Yeah. What, like, I guess for, with Warrior Beard Care, man, what, 
led you guys to being so professional? Because everything like I've been watching, everything is very professional. Mm. The way you guys work. So why is that? Why was that key for you? Um, hmm, that is a good question. Um, I I don't know. It kind of just it came with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, my my dad was in real estate, so maybe it had something to do with that. Maybe he's he's always had to do um contracts and things like that. So maybe I just kind of picked that up as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, right off the bat, when we had our first uh, business arrangement, we're like, all right, let's create a contract. Let's do it. Um, we need to have this set in stone. Uh, it's probably more so my, my brother, uh, a business partner that uh, did want to do that. If it was me on my own, I feel like I may have been a little slacking in that. Uh, but he's very like, we got to do it by the book. We got to do this and that. And, you know, I love him for that. And it's really awesome that he's able to have that mindset because, you know, it's if, if, to be able to collaborate with someone like that and have different perspectives is huge. <laughs> like if two people are the same, you're going to have probably issues. If you have someone that's very different, your heads may clash, but you're going to have a different perspective on things and it's great. And if you utilize the active listening like you were talking yeah. about, it, it helps immensely. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Opposites do attract. You and your brother are different. Yeah. Right? There's People a- don't even think that we're brothers. We really? go into a business meeting and they're like, so how do you know each other? We're like, we're brothers. What do you mean? And they're like, what? Yeah. Well, Always. they don't. How do they not know? I guess maybe I'm, I'm used different. to you guys. Yeah, you guys do look different. We do look very different. Right? That's, we act very different too. Yeah. Your demeanor yeah. is, you're, yeah. you're a lot... Sook is just a big, he's yeah. a huge dude. Yeah, yeah. He's huge, but he's also, he's more, I guess, outgoing in a sense, would you yeah, say? Yeah. You're more observant. And yeah. That's, that's cool though. Like, what's it like going into business with, with your brother? It's good. Um, we have meetings frequently, yeah. <laughs> which is great. So you knock on his door at yeah. home. <laughs> like, yo, dude, like what's going on? Is <laughs> yeah. that what it is? From my pajamas. Yeah. Like, yo, we got we to head out. But no, it's, it's really good. Um, we're able to, like, it's, it's easy to have a conversation uh, with him. Uh, it may be difficult with other people that uh, to have a difficult conversation, but we grew up together. Um, you know, he's a lot older than me and he was helped raise me as well. So he knows me very well. We can trust each other. It's a big yeah. one is trust. You got to yeah. be able to trust your business partner and like, you know, really, really trust them. And so um, that's, a, that's a big part of it. We talked about this uh, before the podcast as well is these business meetings, mm-hmm. sitting down with people, having conversations with yeah. them. A lot of the times when I'd go and I'd ha- sit down with someone, they'd, uh, they they expect to be talking about business right away. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, let, let's talk about this. And then I, I, I just start having a conversation and start yeah. listening to them. And we start diving into their, their past and they dive into mine. Yeah. And I find that you just strengthen this bond. Yeah. And then at the end you talk business. Yeah. Right. I think the fact that you guys have been strengthening that bond the whole time, it's crucial because yeah. I've been doing that. But when you start adding other people on, it's yeah. like you have to, you, you guys right now, you have to be very careful with who you put on your team. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That actually reminds me of uh, Godfather. Oh, God. Have you ever yeah. seen that movie? Of course. Are you kidding me? My, my family, <laughs> they religiously like followed the Godfather. <laughs> so like, you know, the first one where they're like all meeting and then the young gun starts to talk and mm. then he's like, sit down. What are you talking about? You don't get into business right away. It's like that. It's that old school mentality. But was, that's it sunny? The it, was it Sonny? Was it Sonny that, that Sunny spoke? That got, yeah. And that's the reason his father actually got killed. Oh, Did you know yeah. that? Oh. It's fascinating. Let's break this down, scene down yeah. actually quickly. So in that scene, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the I can't remember his name is uh, the, the, the father. No, the bad. Uh, the the bad. I can't remember his name is. But basically, um, what happens is that they, he wants to have a meeting with the Godfather. Yeah, yeah. He sits in the meeting. This is crazy. This is active listening. So the Godfather is hearing him out. Yeah. Right. The Godfather doesn't want to show him his cards. Yeah. Doesn't want him to know mm-hmm. what his plan is. And so, as that guy is basically talking to the Godfather, saying, "You know what? We want to do this deal with you." Blah blah blah. And the Godfather's like, uh, 
you know, uh, I'm going to have to respectfully decline. Yeah. I believe he says that first. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, no, no, he, he says that after, sorry. So Sonny, his son, he gets so excited because yeah, yeah. he's like, oh my God. And then he says something. Mm. So then that, that guy, he, he knows he's okay. His son is willing to do business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The God, then the Godfather right after that says, Hey, you know what? I don't do that type of business, yeah. uh, drugs or whatever. Maybe yeah, yeah. that's not me. Casino, I think it right. Was, yeah. was it? It was casino and drugs or something, something like that. that yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't do that. But automatically his son by speaking out. Yeah. He had, that's why they shoot the Godfather right after. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. They're like, yo, we can kill him. Yeah. It's cool. If he's dead. Then we'll just do business with Sonny. Sonny yeah. will be pissed. Yeah. But we know that at the end of the day, his mind is still down for that. Does that make sense? Interesting. Wow. It's it's <laughs> when you really break things down, yeah, you yeah. realize that's why the Godfather was like, young young people should not speak out of place. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's when you are, I guess I used to always be this way, man, just speaking. Yeah. yeah. And I still do talk a lot, mm. but I realize, man, like, do you just bite your tongue? Yeah. Yeah. And bite your tongue and you'll get the full picture. And then, like you're saying, yeah. then speak. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now I'm gonna watch that movie again. Rewatch it, man. It's <laughs> oh, I love that movie. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's subtle things like that, man. Yeah. That's what I what I also learned about the greatest leaders throughout history. Yeah. They were just like calm, composed. Yeah. They listened. Yeah. And then when they spoke, man, they said something worth worth yeah. like listening to. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. I do want to move the conversation to something that I actually feel really uh, strong about mm -hmm. is um, technology. Oh God, let's do it! <laughs> I'm excited for this. Uh, you know what? I, I, and we I haven't had a tech conversation before. This really? Is the first, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's oh, do that. Man. I'm excited. <laughs> so technology, I love it, but I hate it. Like, yeah. man, I grew up in a time where I had technology. I didn't have. Well, you're, you're my age, yeah. So we grew up with the VHS, and we grew up yeah. with cassettes, and we grew up right with in the like, middle, right? But you got the taste of it without it and with it. The you know the dial-up connection where you gotta yeah. plug in the. Yeah, we were that generation. That's very true. And so we got a taste of both. And like, man, look at my brother. He's on his iPod right now. Just look at him. God's sakes. Luke is on his iPod too, man. I mean, but yeah, I agree. I agree. Go ahead. It's phone. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but like, man, it's just become an issue. And like... What's been happening for you? Well, no, for myself. Oh, what are you, uh, as well as you? everybody, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's just like um, the ability to just hear, like even just a conversation to active listening. I used to uh, be able to rule out who my friends were by if we had a conversation and they would be on their phone. I'd be like, all right, well, you don't respect me enough to sit here and have a conversation with me and respect my time. So we're, you know, if they continue to do that, clearly they don't respect your time. So, you know, let them go. And uh, so that was something earlier on. But now it's just social media has been crazy. And like, man, I can't even imagine if I had Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat in high school. Oh, my God. How horrific that would be. That would be, that would be much, crazy. Man. I had BBM. That was it. Me too. That BBM was cool. Was time, yeah. and Facebook was getting introduced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, if I had to deal with that nowadays, everything being recorded and everything. the amount of bullying that would happen. Oh, I can't even imagine that. So No, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Because it again, it's so funny how it, it goes back into active listening. Yeah you can't actively listen on the internet anymore no like you i mean in general because yeah. everyone's just talking yeah so it's like everyone's posting something yeah everyone's like even when you have comment sections man people remember when you were in high school you kind of like you'd have the messenger chats and you'd yeah, like yeah. go at one another you'd make fun of each other msn was the MSN, way to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd be like you call up your homies and they'd come in the chat with you yeah, and yeah, then you'd yeah. go at someone whatever like that's yeah. what people used to do now actually i never ever ever spend time on comment sections mm. i always reply to comments on my photos yeah. i think i'm like i have like 250 comments i need to reply to because yeah. the birthday all that i'm like dude <laughs> oh this is gonna take like an hour and a half but i gotta do it i was like i gotta do yeah. it but i see people man they just spend their lives on comment sections oh yeah do you yeah. get what i'm saying oh yeah for sure and on the comment sections 
it's like it's, you're never gonna you're never there's never gonna be like you say this thing and this person's like oh my god oh my like like someone that you're you're arguing with and they're like oh my god you're right you're right yeah never yeah. have you ever seen that no, i've never seen that never i've to this day never seen someone saying yo you really changed my perspective with yeah. that paragraph that there was five paragraphs you <laughs> i don't see it yeah and I think that's what's happening, man, is that everybody has an opinion now yeah. and everyone's talking and no one is listening. Yeah, yeah, no. And this information overload, man, like there's too much going on, like way too much. Well, there's a, a book. It's like, it's not even, inf it's just crap information. Yeah. yeah. See, there's the thing is in the world we live in right now, me and you, we can read these good books you're talking about. Yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't find these books. Mm -hmm. Think about trying to buy a book. Now, if I order a book, it comes in a day, yeah. Amazon Prime yeah. to my front door. Yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't, right? So think about this, when you're on social media, when you're on Facebook, yeah. what happens, man? It's just crap. Yeah. It's like someone that has no, everyone has an opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And my biggest thing with that now is I was like, I, and I got to say this, man, but I don't think everyone is entitled to an opinion. Now, what do I mean by that? Mm. Until they've done the due diligence. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Right? There's always people saying, uh, you know, based on this uh, assumption that I have in my head, this is what I'm going to say. And then maybe a bunch of people will believe it. But like, man, you should have done your due diligence. You should have done your research. You should have looked up scholarly like uh, topics. Peer-reviewed article, whatever. Whatever. Or experiences. And then talk, you know, not just whatever you think is right answer. And then all of a sudden people are starting to believe you because of that. Dude, Absolutely. how many uh, op-ed uh, articles are there? It's like opinionated news. And like, I'm like, it, it's opinion. Yeah. It's this person's perspective. Yeah. How is this factual? It's like alternative facts and all that. Yeah. That's why I agree with you, man. As being a high school kid in this day and age, it's like, it's like, you're right, man. Anything you say can be misconstrued mm -hmm. and it'll be, it'll be there forever in a sense. Yeah. They will right? always be there. That's it, right. Isn't that weird? It's another thing that scares me is that like kids nowadays are never going to get the experience that you and I had where we had no technology and had technology. You know, they don't have that uh, difference. and Balance too. Yeah, and it's like you're never going to know what it is without it. So like you just grow up with it. And you see these kids that like just three years old sitting on an iPad. What right. do you think that's going to do to them when they're older? Well, how do you, you like, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. No, it's just like, well, I mean, they make iPads so that it's from 1 to 99. They know that kids are going to get on that. And so it's just like you start from that young of an age. And what do you think is going to happen later on in their life? You know, they're going to be glued to that thing. You know what I think that is with that as well is with parents, because I have a lot of friends that are parents. We're getting to that age too. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you know, he won't cry. He's going to keep crying unless you give him the iPad. Mm, and, and you know what I mean? And it's like a cop out. It's yeah. like, you know, instead of like going, like hang out with him or spend yeah. time with him, I get it. iPads and I mean, they're here to stay. Yeah. I'm not here to be like, oh, yeah, iPads. Yeah. they're not. They're here to stay. But man, you're right. A healthy dude. Actually, it's interesting. I think, uh, who was it? Was it Elon Musk maybe? Or even. Uh, Maybe it might have been Steve Jobs. Like, yeah, I think it was Steve Jobs. His kids didn't have any mm -hmm. iPads or anything. Like, I, I believe, was it Steve Jobs? I, I can't Did he have kids? I, I Did Steve Jobs have kids? I can't remember. It was an Apple exec or something like that. I read this article mm -hmm. on how it was. Like, there were this Apple exec. In Silicon Valley, there's a lot of guys, very, very wealthy guys, that they're not giving their kids these, mm -hmm. these things right now. Yeah. Give it to them later. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh, sure, yeah. Give them, if you, look, this is what's crazy. I'm so glad we we dived into this. Yeah. If you teach them active listening yeah. and these human skills that mean you already discussed in the yeah. first half, then when the iPad and everything comes in, they're golden. Yeah. They're ahead of everybody else. Absolutely. Everyone else knows how to work an iPad, but an iPad is so easy to use. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. You don't have to learn that at a young age. You're going to pick that up. 
Yeah, and a cool thing actually that uh, my cousin had done, uh, you know, she has three daughters and like um, there was a point where she found that they were not listening to her. And whenever she said, hey, put the iPad down, put the tablet down, they weren't listening. So she was like, you know what? We're going to do a, uh, we're going to just cut it all out because you're not listening to what I'm saying and uh, we need to change this. So she cut out technology unless it was absolutely necessary, yeah. say for a project. And it was for a month. And so they had to go without it. And you know what? I can see them now and they've changed and how they're, you know, they're not glued to their tablet. Yeah. Um, even like the other day, it was uh, like snowing. And uh, they were sitting on their tablet and I was like, hey, like, what are you guys doing inside? Like, go outside. It's snowing outside. Go play. And they're like, what do you mean? What are we going to do? I took them outside. I was like, let's go. We're going to build a snowman. I'll show you how to do this. We've built a fort. We did all that good stuff. And then they were just, they had so much fun doing it. Yeah. You know, you, you miss out on that when you deal with technology. It's it's scary. <laughs> I agree with you, man. It's it's putting it down yeah. and going and being present. Yeah. Social media, all of this stuff as well. It's easy, man. Because I, I, like what I did was I turned off all my notifications from yeah. Instagram uh, so when I do go on it, I'll see the messages later. Yeah. I, because I realized, man, I'm like, look, it's it's exhausting, man. Oh, it is. Right? I love this. Yeah. I love these conversations yeah. because this is when I feel alive. Yeah. But my, the realm of work that I'm in, I'm about connecting yeah. people. So that's, I get it. It's my tool. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But if you're someone that, again, like you're just doing it for fun. Dude, I would kill myself. Like, I wouldn't kill myself. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I would not enjoy if this was like, I was just doing this on the side for fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't see how it would be fun. Yeah. Going down, scrolling, just liking pictures yeah. um, of like random stuff. Yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy it or replying to everything. But because it's like I have a purpose, it becomes more meaningful and fulfilling. Does that make so, sense? Oh, for sure. I get that too. Yeah. I, I manage our social media. Yeah. How is it? What's it like for you, man? Uh, I love it. I love engaging my audience. And I, I like the fact that people are on there that they enjoy beards. You know, like I love having those conversations with people. Yeah. It's just the people that are more like there for the sake of, oh, finding out like what Susie did on uh, when she had her kid. And like, you know, it's all about the gossip and stuff like that. Yeah. When people are on there for, uh, the, you know, just because they love stuff like cars or uh, beards then i love that and like whenever i post something and people are commenting or just like hey you know like this I is awesome thanks for you know talking to us about it and i found that to be very fun so it's not yeah. like it's all bad yeah of course not yeah. everything balanced man yeah good uh, and bad yeah <laughs> the, the way i'm using my social media uh, what i've been working on man is it's that social media the scary thing about it now is the algorithms mm. and i've talked about this before but the algorithms there was a big podcast i was listening to one day i think it, was, it might have been a ted ted talk mm. and it said don't be afraid of ai stealing your jobs right that'll happen yeah. the ai is gonna see your jobs happen, cool yeah. yeah but be afraid of the algorithms because what the algorithms do is now everyone's just in an echo chamber mm. right your instagram as an example if you don't like uh the the far left or the far right if you don't like like uh i don't know the KKK as an example, yeah. if you're someone that you don't like, uh, what is it, um, Republicans and conservatives, you can just block them, mm -hmm. right? And you never have to ever hear their perspective or yeah. see it. And you can just create your own big echo chamber where you think, yo, this is everything, everything is all fine and dandy. Yeah. And that's what's scary. Yeah. Because then if you're just on your phone all the time and you're seeing the same news circulated, you're going to start thinking, you know what, like, again, like a KKK member as an example or a hypothetical, if he just sees that white people are in danger and Muslims are bad, terrorists, blah, 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 he's going to get like, he's going to be like, yeah, I'm right. Mm. Same thing with a, yeah. uh, a brown guy that's like, oh, white people are racist and everything. And he's just going to keep 
blocking things that say that they're not well these people are racist they're yeah. blocked and that's what's scary so what i've been using my social media for is is creating a demographic of people from different generations different ages yeah. different ethnicities or religions yeah. because then when i post something it's like i want i want them to understand like i want them when they comment on my pictures it's people from different realms oh for sure do you get what i'm saying yeah yeah that's awesome i never actually thought about that but that's a really good point yeah yeah it's like yeah you're right you can definitely shut yourself off from everything and maybe that's why people go in and get sad and you know they shut they shut themselves off from the nice the the happy things in life and only focus on those depressing sadness. depressing posts yeah, yeah only depressing music yeah that's what's scary yeah right there's also another thing i don't know did you play a lot of video games as a kid or no i did what'd you play uh like my favorite thing was like halo call of oh, duty oh god yeah yeah i was a big halo guy dude. <laughs> yeah <laughs> why halo like like the one or two and three or like which which ones uh funny thing um my brothers pretty much played halo and i watched them because i was like yeah you're young. the youngest there one was, there was two player man. was it xbox like the original like, yeah. yo i can just envision this yeah <laughs> uh but then like halo 2 and halo 3 i got so good i beat them so many times um but like yeah that was my thing halo 3 was yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> that's sweet man i was a big halo guy because xbox just came out yeah, yeah i remember when xbox came out i was like whoa I modded mine. I got like every game possible. Oh god, there's like Ninja Gaiden and like all <laughs> oh, these yeah, things. Yeah. Bro, I was a big, I was a big gamer. <laughs> but what I'm finding is what's crazy. I haven't played games in a long time. Me too. I loved games, yeah. man. Like I was addicted. Me too. But what I'm finding now is yeah. uh, there's actually. Did you hear about this? There's that whole uh, disorder, the video game disorder. Mm. So what they're saying now is that the the games that are exist <clears throat> in existence now. Mm -hmm. There's there's like uh, Legend of Zelda, the newest one, yeah. um, Assassin's Creed, all these new ones. The, they're such big open worlds yeah. that you can spend hundreds of hours. Oh, I bet, yeah. Right, hundred, dude. That's a hundred hours. Yeah. They say it takes ten thousand hours to become like your yeah. master at your craft. Now you're spending hundreds of hours in different games. The disorder they're saying is that now people, they're so in these games that they stop. The disorder happens when your reality gets affected. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's people that like they can't. They they haven't ate. Yeah, and they they stopped eating. Yeah, or they're not paying the bills. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? I and I get that completely. I, I it's like you have a hundred percent. Your brain has a hundred percent capacity. Yeah, but if you're taking twenty percent of that and being angry or focusing on games, that's twenty percent gone that you can't do and focus on whatever you you know your your passion is in life. Mm -hmm. And it's just like it's such a you know it, it sucks because you can't focus on that and it's just like. No, that's that's um, actually an example of that is there. You know the game Elder Scrolls. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. So I started playing that. I loved it. It was open. You know, uh, which one is it? Oblivion or was it just, just uh, Elder Scrolls? It was the the newest yeah, one. Yeah. Oblivion, I think it was. I think so. Yeah. Um, and I was playing it, and then I was just like, you know, I, I don't do side quests. So I was like, I'm on the main, main quest. quest. I'm yeah, on the main quest. Yeah. <laughs> so I did it. Did it. Fought, there was a dragon fight so i fought the dragon and it was just like at the end of it it was like the dragon ran away and i was like wait what this isn't the end of the game yeah. and i was just like screw this i gave up and i was just like how can people spend this much time on this game and doing this i got fed up by this that much and i wasn't doing any side quests and yeah. i'm like whatever man like and like i can't imagine people just doing just you know just that their whole life I'm well like, i think it's tough man because if your reality yeah if you let's say you have your, your life at home sucks mm -hmm. No, if yeah. it's an escape, right? Yeah, yeah for and sure. I, and I definitely understand that. Yeah, but it's again like social media. It becomes it's it's tool. Video yeah. games again. It could be something to turn off your mind and relax. Absolutely, yeah. Right, video games could be sweet, man. Play with your brothers or whatever. It could yeah. be a time, but everything in moderation. Mm -hmm. Social media as well, man. Very true. Right, a lot of the times it's just like and I and I was doing this. Right, I just grabbed my phone. I just like scrolling. Yeah, I'm like, why the hell am I scrolling? Mm -hmm. 
Like, is there a purpose behind this? Yeah. I'm, I'm wasting my time. Did I learn anything from scrolling? Yeah. Right. And I think I think that's the key is moderation. So with kids, as an example, giving them this stuff in moderation. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that when I meet them, like on social media, like when we we connected on social media, right? Yeah, you did. message me. That's right. A lot of the times, I'm glad we're actually talking about this, man. We haven't done a tech thing, yeah. but <laughs> a lot of people on social media, what happens is when I see them, they got a bunch of followers, whatever. It seems like life is great. But when I meet them in person, they're just like, they seem sad. Mm. Um, they don't seem, do you get what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. And I've had that a lot of times when I meet people. And the difference with me is whenever people meet me, they're always just like, yo, you're so tall. <laughs> and I'm I like, yeah. You know, every time I meet you, I'm like, yeah. I forget how tall no, you are. So I'm like, because Instagram, you can't tell. I'm yeah. like, guys, God. But I realized, look, Instagram and social media, it can be very draining yeah. if you're not being yourself. Mm. Oh, yeah, I bet. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have to have a facade up and you're like, I'm this, I'm that, yeah. then you're always trying to cater posts. And you're always, yeah. But if you're just being you, man, yeah. like it's you're just constant. Yeah, absolutely. I try to do that with our Insta stories. I try to do what like, you know, our life's about and like, you know, I, I have a very interesting life. So I don't, I tr you know, I try to post that I go to the gym or I do this and that. But like, um, I try to be myself on there. And like, it's, it's uh, like you're saying, yeah. I, I could totally see how if you weren't yourself, it would be draining for sure. Because like I was saying earlier, you have 100% of your brain capacity. If maybe 20 or 40% of that is going towards yeah. trying to be that person, you have 60% left. And, you know, you, you could have had 100% if you just took it all your attention to one thing and Focused. focus yeah. focus is huge Key. that's where we could go into hours of conversation about focus but um but you know it's just like you gotta spend that time and um you know maybe spend an hour of your day on social media but that's it you know balance your day mm -hmm. out and but again it's like with someone like yourself you're using your social media as a tool absolutely yeah. right you're selling warrior beard care you're yeah. trying to do it's it's a it's like a hammer yeah right you're actually it's a tool yeah I find that again, man, it can be very toxic mm -hmm. if you're, you don't know why you're even on it. Yeah. Right. If you're on it for fun, hell yeah. But if you're yeah. just where it's consuming you, yeah. that's I actually, this is crazy. I've been telling people I'm like what I've been doing in my social media, I, I got to do it a lot more now because yeah. I've kind of been taking like a break, mm -hmm. but showing people the process, man. Yeah. Showing people those days when maybe you don't get a sale on warrior beard care. Yeah. Right. Showing people like, yo man, like I'm just kind of, I'm confused today. Yeah. I think that's what we forget to do. Mm, they only show the good side. Never the, the highlights. Side. Yeah. And, but you, we, me and you both know that's not the case. Yeah. Right? That, yo, man, I just went through this. Um, and, and, and I think that's what would be really cool is when yeah. all these young kids can see that, yeah. hey, you know what? It's not like Luke editing. Yeah. Like him, not just, oh, the video came out, but it's him just like editing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, I've been editing for five hours. Yeah. Because what happens with social media, I'll give you an example. I met this young woman. She messaged me. She's like, please, I'd love to meet you. So I was okay. I sat down with her. She's like, you know, uh, I, I want to travel to India. I want to interview people and I want to um, like have a podcast. I'm like, great. Um, and she'll, she, I'm like, so what, what experiences have you had? Like what she was just like, I don't, I don't really know. And I was like, look, it seems fine and dandy. Everything that I'm doing, it seems like, yo, I want to do this. This guy's living the dream. He's so lucky. And I was like, but it was, it was a year and a half in the making mm -hmm. for the India trip as an yeah. example. It's process, yeah. right? Everyone wants to be doing it, but no one wants to put in the work. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what social media, what's what, how it's screwing people up yeah. is because again, man, you're just showing them 
like those those moments man the highlights it's like fear of missing out you know fomo yes yeah, yeah that's a big one it's just like you only see the great nights of what people are doing you know they're out clubbing and partying but then you don't see the hangover afterwards oh i right? love that that's the i you never see the hangover <laughs> yeah. the next morning oh i feel like crap. no one's gonna be like oh you know it's a snap i should not crap. have drank all that <laughs> oh god what was i i oh my god my bank account i spent 1200 bucks last night yeah. you're right yeah everyone it's so what happens now, the question I pose to people listening or yeah. even to you is, what happens when we start doing that? When we st- oh, it gets real. That's what happens. Yeah, people start, I think people will start connecting more, more than usual, than yeah. less. It's just because it's the reality and people would really start looking at that and being like, all right, like that's that's what's happening and that's what's happening to me and they can connect on a personal level. That engagement and everything will be real because I found, man, this is actually a big reason why I started doing all this. Yeah why I started the podcast was that I kept looking all over online. I looked online for listening to people speak and all that. And it was always just successful people. Mm. And I was like, man, but what about if we interviewed these people before they got big, Mm -hmm. when they were in the process? Like right now, Warrior Beard Care, has it blown up? Yeah, to some extent. Like, would you say it's where you want it to be or it's in the process? Yeah, it's in the process. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Right? It's just just, just getting started. It's like, it's it's been, again, it's not like it's getting started. You've been doing it for how long? uh well it's been we started in october but it's been a, like a few years before that a few years how long let's see that was process yeah tell me a little bit about that quickly uh so yeah uh, basically we had to start with branding and we had to start with we had to start from scratch and i can't even believe at the time where i would be sitting here with you right now because you're sitting there and you're like man like where do we start what's this gonna look like and so we you know we sat down and we we're like all right this is our vision and this is what we're gonna do from it so uh we basically had to start from What's our company going to get called? What's our company logo going to look like? What's our packaging going to look like? What's the ingredients going to be? Well, actually, we kind of had an idea mm-hmm. at that point. But like, then we put, we started putting things together and we had to make contacts and we had to, you know, um, start talking to people and then we had to get consultants for this and that. Uh, but a lot of work we put in ourselves and it's just like, um, man, it, again, it's at the time it, in your head, you're just like, I don't know if this is even going to work. Like, what if it's not successful? You always have doubts too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we just work through it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, man i can't even believe that i'm here right now because before you know two years ago i'd be thinking to myself like i don't i'm, I'm afraid but man am i boy am i happy that i actually did it <laughs> so so think about if people had been able to see that process yeah absolutely yeah think about if you could go back and see that process yeah if you could be like yo remember when Sook, remember like that moment and there's a video of you just like when you and Sook are like oh god yeah. this this logo sucks <laughs> oh god oh okay. we went through a lot of logos yeah Do you get what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah i think that's so cool man mm-hmm. i'm in love with the process so again man i'm like just to even wrap up i'm just like i'm so glad that we had this conversation yeah me too man right because you're someone that i just really vibed with that's why when we connected like uh, you guys gave me the warrior beard care box you guys like just messaged me we met and i was like these guys like who the hell are these guys? This is sweet. Like I remember I was in front of Taco Bell, which is like yeah. my favorite place. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and we met and I was like, yo, these guys, they're doing this the right way. Yeah. Professional. The box was professional. I was like, yeah. these guys didn't just pull this out of nowhere. Yeah. And it, no, like I saw that you guys put in the work, Yeah, yeah. but no one else does. Yeah. Right. So I think to wrap up, we talked about active listening. Yeah. Right. That was crucial. We talked about social media Absolutely. and the process. Yeah. I think it's beautiful, man. So does anything you want to leave the audience with? Uh, you know what? I'm just really grateful that you're doing this. I, I really respect the fact that you're doing this and uh, that you can, you know, get people on the show and show people that, uh, you know, there's more to, to life than just going in your nine to five and just coming home, watching TV and just 
sleeping and going the next day. These conversations are what can, what's going to get people thinking about, you know, doing more. So I'm really yeah. glad that you're doing this. And that's awesome. Thank you, my man. I appreciate yeah. that. Hard. No I was going to say uh, below, we're going to have the links for Warrior Beard Care. Um, if you do have a beard, use the, the what was it? Use the promo, the Chosen Con 10, get yeah. 10% off your discount. <laughs> I got to start plugging that a lot more for the Chosen Con 10. Uh, we're going to have all of that stuff below. Um, you have your own Instagram too, right? I do. Do you uh, want people to connect to that? Or do you yeah, want, sure. Why yeah, not? Hard, what is it? Uh, it's hpanasar11. Perfect. Yeah, we'll have all that written below. Um, and yeah, that's about Check us out on SoundCloud, Apple, YouTube, whatever it may be. Uh, spread the word. And uh, I think collectively, man, we're going to end up making a crazy ripple. And yeah. I'm telling you, to end off, I'm telling you that the world is going to be changed from the people here in Surrey. I'm telling you that. Yeah. You've heard it here first. Sounds good. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you all soon. <laughs> all right. Peace. See you.